Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normia Vasquez-Scales, at your disposal. Strings Attached, Platonic Friendships, Poetry About Friends and Lovers. Sometimes a relationship may start out romantic and turn into an ordinary friendship. However, an ordinary friendship is nothing to scoff at. A relationship between a boy and a girl that is platonic can be very valuable. You may be able to share things with each other that you cannot share with anyone else. The two of you can help each other develop romantic relationships with others. The friendship did not go where you intended it to. Perhaps it went somewhere better. Well, I couldn't have articulated it better myself, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back yet again to another thought-provoking and sprightly episode, my dear listeners. The aforementioned anonymous poem and prelude, might I add, is an impeccable, I do mean mean impeccable, illustration of the platonic friendship that emerged between one of my dearest friends, Jeffrey Bradley, and I. This long-standing friendship inspired this very episode. Hence, this opening literary work, coupled with the personal testimony I just alluded to, confirms that purely platonic friendships between men and women can and do prevail. Case in point, they exist and are quite viable despite contrary notions. In fact, I've managed to foster and formulate platonic friendships amid former romantic interests and even unromantic counterparts as well amid the years. Sound, healthy, platonic friendships. I do stress void, let me emphasize, void of intimacy. So translation, yes, males and females can mutually foster and sustain friendships void of sexual and or intimate agendas. There you have it. So let's turn to some findings, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, commencing with Think Aloud. Is there pure friendship between a man and a woman? This, this is uh, written by author Kirsten Blackwood. So here are Kirsten's findings. She notes, speaking about social life, when we look at history, basically, we can see that women have been in the company of other women, just like men hung out with other men. So let's, so assuming that there is a friendship between a man and a woman, they have pure and platonic love for each other. They've had a friendship for many years, and let's suppose that they have never had a fight. Also, they have never had an awkward situation where their friendship comes into question. By that I mean, 
they never kissed one another. There were, though, many situations in which the man could have made a move, but he didn't to maintain the connection. Actually, I have that friendship with not only Jeffrey Bradley, who I've spoken of initially, but my twin and bosom buddy, Kendall. Kendall, Kendall, you know who you are. The woman is smart, and she knew exactly when it almost happened. Since he is the one who prevented those situations to happen, she respects him even more. I can attest to this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm actually noting and seeing a reflection as I'm sharing this with you. So she knows his intentions, and she is sure that they are clean. So a man can be attractive, and a woman knows that. Yet she doesn't look at him that way. She considered him as honest and an honest and reliable friend. And I do mean the textbook definition of a friend, not a distorted meaning of, of a friend or friendship. You know, that is very important. And speaking of, of concepts or topics of this nature, that various terms be defined, just, just as though our sexual orientations can and should be clearly, clearly defined because, let's face it, people's, uh, there's some pretty deluded, demented, and warped definitions out there of what, uh, what certain friendships and even sexual orientations, uh, what, what they're intended, intended to be. I digress. So, again, a man can be attractive and a woman knows that, yet she doesn't look at him that way. For instance, this is precisely my view for both my friend Kendall and, you know, my bosom buddy amid the years, despite our geographic distance, Jeffrey Bradley. You know, I simply don't regard him in a romantic light. I view him no differently than I view my brother, and I'm, I'm, that's not just cliche. It is real. So when you hear that, my dear listeners, be it male or female, alluding to the opposing counterpart, it is quite viable, it is possible, and it can and does exist. You can view someone in a strictly platonic light. So, looking at a man that's attractive, and the woman knowing that, however, again, she doesn't view him that way. She considered him, again, as that considers him as that honest and reliable friend with whom she can talk for hours. His good looks or charming behavior isn't, it is not something that she regards that way. The question is, is it? So on the other hand, there's a man who sees his female friend as very hot, fiery, fiery, this goddess, I suppose. There are thousands of times he's had on his mind to get out with her and to have a drink, just like they've done uh, for old time's sake. It would be fine if he doesn't think of taking her to his place and having a little fun, certainly. He couldn't do that because her intentions are not to end up with him. Again, I can I can attest to that. She made it clear many times by telling him he is her only true and honest friend, since he is someone who showed her how much he respects her. He would stay a friend even if he doesn't want to. He is fine with her decision to friend zone him because that's better than nothing. He would maintain the contact with her and perhaps wait until an opportunity shows up. If the female friend is in a relationship with a guy and when they had a quarrel, she needs you to be her support. She needs you to tell her that she did everything well. Everything is above code, is up to par. 
You're sincere and you would never lie to her, no matter how strong your female friend is. She still needs a shoulder to cry on when things go awry. And you know for certain that she specifically wants you to be that person. So if a male friend has a partner and they had a quarrel, he wouldn't definitely need someone to talk to. He would include his emotions because his female friend is someone he can trust as well. There's no one he would rather have emotional communication with. There's no time to make any move in his friendship. And above all, there's no need to even attempt. No need to try. Usually, usually, women are attracted to men who are honest and who have great personality. Oh yes, indeed, they are preaching to the choir. Isn't it like game playing? Soon enough, she's drawn to a situation where she can't handle anything without her male friend. She can't resist but to laugh at his ridiculous, stupid, repugnant jokes. And she is more secure when he's around her. Opposite of this, there's a man who has his beautiful female friend. She's gorgeous. She's very hot at first. And with time, she becomes a notion of awe to him. His feelings for her begin to rise. They ascend. And he knows that he's in trouble. It is very difficult to understand or to explain. I only know that if a man becomes overly sensitive, it's very difficult, it's very challenging for him to control his feelings. So to sum things up, there doesn't have to be any physical contact among male and female friends. They don't have to cross the border ever, but their pure friendship love could not exist if there are, are if boundaries are not in existence boundaries must be clearly established. Friendships are not real if you need to modify feelings. In fact, it's an unhealthy relation. Friendship, according to the author, if you or your friend is unhappy for each other's happiness. If there's any sign that one or the, or the other of you perhaps wants something more, you have to ask yourself, is there a pure friendship? Perhaps. You could cross the border after all. Life is only one. Life is only one, so live it fully. Don't miss the chance of being happy. Again, these are the, the thoughts, the uh, sentiments of the author. Only if there is flatly nothing that can attract you to one another, it can be a pure relationship. In every other case, if a male friend sees his, sees his female as friend as hot, or if she sees him as a handsome and attractive man rather than a very good friend. Friendship comes into question. There is, however, a chance to pretend in order to stay in what what uh, insincere friendship may exist. And what makes things more interesting is that people are often pleased with that. Okay, so that's, those are the sentiments of Kirsten Blackwood. I'd like to toggle on to another finding, fortunate find. And this is in Scientific American, uh, pardon me, Scientific American, okay? And this is titled, Men and Women Can't Be, Quote, Just Friends. This is written by Adrian Ward. So researchers ask women and, and men friends what they really think. And they receive very, very, very conflicting answers. So can heterosexual men and women ever be just friends? Few other questions have provoked debates as intense, family dinners as awkward, literature as lured, or movies as as memorable. Still, the question remains unanswered. 
daily experience suggests that non-romantic friendships between males and females are not only possible, but common. So men and women live, work, and play side by side and generally appear to be um, to be able to avoid spontaneously sleeping together. However, the possibility remains that this apparently platonic coexistence is merely a facade. I disagree. <laughs> An elaborate dance covering up countless sexual impulses bubbling just beneath the surface. So research per the author suggests that there may be some truth to this possibility that we may think we're capable of being just friends with members of the opposite sex, but the opportunity or perceived opportunity for romance is often lurking just around the corner. So waiting to pounce at the most inopportune moment. In order to investigate the viability of truly platonic uh, opposite sex friendships, or should I say, well, opposite sex friendships, we'll keep it simple, a topic that has been explored more on the silver screen than in the science lab, Researchers brought 88 pairs of undergraduate opposite-sex friends into a science lab. Privacy was paramount. For example, imagine the fallout if two friends learned that one, and only one, had unspoken romantic feelings for the other throughout their relationship. In order to ensure honest responses, the researchers not only followed standard protocols regarding anonymity and anonymity, and confidentiality, but also required both friends to agree, verbally and in front of one another. So to refrain from discussing the study, even after they had left the testing facility, these friendships were paired were then separated, and each member of each pair was asked a series of questions related to his or her romantic feelings or lack thereof toward the friend with whom they were taking the study. So the results suggest large, large gender differences in how men and women experience opposite sex friendships. Men were more attracted, much more attracted to their female friends than vice versa. Men were also more likely than women to think that their opposite sex friends were attracted to them. A clearly misguided belief. In fact, men's estimates of how attractive they were to their female friends had virtually nothing to do with how these women actually felt, and almost everything to do with how the men themselves felt. So basically, males assumed that any romantic attraction they experienced was mutual, and were blind to the actual level of romantic interest felt by their female friends. Women too were blind to the mindset of their opposite sex friends, because females generally were not attracted to their male friends, as in the case of myself and the two bosom buddy male friends that I had spoken of in the, at the onset of the episode, the commencement of it. So because females generally are not, are not attracted or unattracted to their male friends, they assume that this lack of attention, again, was mutual. So as a result, men consistently overestimated the level of attraction felt by their female friends. And women consistently underestimated the level of, of attraction felt by, the, by their female friends. I'm actually thinking of another example. Uh, this is very reminiscent of someone that I assumed, it, it, this, yeah, this is very true. I assumed uh, a gentleman that I was getting to know a couple years ago, that we'd seen one another as um, no more than 
phone associates. We lived in two completely different ge geographic states, geographic locations, you know, miles apart, states apart. And um, I had no clue that he viewed me in that light until one day he came out of a bag on me. I mean, I divulged information about everything. I even shared um, other perspective and male uh, romantic interests. I think that's probably perhaps when he began to step up. Um, and he took me by surprise because I, I said, wow, I had no idea you viewed me that way. So there's some truth to this. I, again, I, did, I digressed. So turning back to the author. So men were almost were also more willing to act on this mistakenly perceived mutual attraction. So both men and women were equally attracted to romantically involved opposite sex friends and those who were single Hot friends were hot and not friends were not. So regardless of their relationship status, however, men and women differed in the extent to which they saw attached friends as potential romantic partners. Although men were equally as likely to desire romantic dates with taken friends as with single ones, women were sensitive to their male friends' relationship status and uninterested in pursuing those who were already involved with someone else. So these results suggest that men relative to women have a particularly hard time being just friends. What makes these results particularly interesting is that they were found within particular friendships. Remember, each participant was only asked about the specific platonic friend with whom they entered the lab. This is not just a bit of confirmation for stereotypes about sex-hungry males and naive females. It is direct proof that two people can experience the exact same relationship in radically different ways. Men seem to, to see myriad opportunities for romance in their supposedly platonic opposite-sex friendships. The women in these friendships, however, seem to have a completely different orientation, one that is actually platonic. To the outside observer, it seems clear that these vastly different views about the potential for romance and opposite sex friendships could cause serious complications. And people within opposite sex relationships agree. In a follow-up study, 249 adults, many of whom were married, were asked to list the positive and negative aspects of being friends with a specific member of the opposite sex. Variables related to romantic attraction, for instance, our relationship could lead to romantic feelings, were five times more likely to be listed as negative aspects of the friendship than as positive ones. However, the difference between men and women appeared here as well. Males were significantly more likely than females to list romantic attraction as a benefit of opposite sex friendships. And this discrepancy increased as men aged Males on the younger end of the spectrum were four times more likely than females to report romantic attraction as a benefit of opposite sex friendships, whereas those on the older end of the spectrum were ten times more likely to do the same. Taken together, these studies suggest that men and women have vastly, vastly different views of what it means to be, quote, just friends and that these differing views have the potential to lead to trouble. Although women seem to be genuine in their belief that opposite-sex friendships are platonic, men seem unable to turn off their desire for something more. 
And even though both genders agree overall that attraction between platonic friends is more negative than positive, males are less likely than females to hold this view. So, can men and women be quote unquote just friends? If we all thought like women, almost certainly. But if we all thought like men, we'd probably be facing a serious overpopulation crisis. All right, so those are the sentiments of the aforementioned author. Let me close on a high note. And this is uh, by Regain.us, an article uh, or excerpts of an article titled, What is a Platonic Friendship and Why They're Good to Have? So platonic friendships can be complicated for the author. At their very worst, you might end up caught in a jealous, frustrating relationship, but at their very best, platonic relationships can enrich your life in countless ways. The boundaries often get blurred in platonic friendships and that can lead to hurt feelings or even a broken heart. So that's why it's so important to know what a platonic friendship is and how to treat your platonic friends with respect. Once you understand your platonic friendship, you can get the most out of the relationship and learn how to truly enjoy each other's company even without a romantic element. Platonic friendships are important in life, and it's even more important to understand them. In this article, this author um, has the authors that you're, you're yearning for. So the first, first question again is what is a platonic friendship? A platonic friendship is a close friendship between two people who are not dating or having sex. In layman's terms, there you have it. If the friendship moves beyond, quote, just friends, then it is no longer platonic. Thank you very kindly. There could be sexual tension between platonic friends and one of them, or both of them, might have more sexual feelings of love and attraction, but they have not yet acted on it. A platonic friendship can be very close and very meaningful, but it is not a relationship and not friends with benefits. You might love this person in the same way you love a brother or sister. Sometimes platonic friendships evolve into relationships, but sometimes you only remain strictly friends. Platonic friendships could be between members of the same sex or members of a different sex, but people often feel the need to clarify that they are, quote, strictly platonic when there would be some potential of a more sexual relationship, such as a friendship between two gay men, two gay women, or a heterosexual man and a heterosexual woman. So what a platonic friendship is not. If you kiss, you fondle, you feel, you pat, you touch, or do anything more than you are no longer strictly platonic friends, end of story, the end. <laughs> and you may be moving into friends with benefits or relationship territory. You might have secret feelings for a platonic friend, but if they have expressed that they think you work better as friends and you truly respect them as a platonic friend and not just a potential sexual partner, then you will honor his or her wishes and not try to pressure them into being something more. Relationships evolve over time. You can be platonic friends with someone, then become a couple, then become platonic friends again, or vice versa, you could be uh, romantically involved with a person and then foster the um, 
the most uh, platonic friendship the contrary so these are all parts of the cycles of life and people will serve different purposes in your life at different times so so long as you maintain respect and communication you don't need to worry or pressure yourself a platonic friendship and all friendships should be based on love and respect for another person and that means respecting what they want and of course what they don't want so benefits of a platonic friendship there are many good things about a platonic friendship and here's a laundry list of some reasons why you should consider a platonic friendship Number one, because they're a friend. What is life without our closest friends? A friend is someone to understand you, keep you company, make you laugh, ha ha ha. Sometimes your friendships become so close that your friends are more than family, like family. Brotherly and sisterly love, yes. Sometimes societally we overhype romantic relationships, as if having a boyfriend or girlfriend as a life partner is the most important thing in the world. If you have a close platonic friend, don't let that societal pressure distract you. A platonic friendship can enhance the quality of your life, challenge your perspective, and make you feel loved and supported, all without sex getting involved. Thank you. Agreed. Maybe someday you and your platonic friend will move on to become more than friends. Some of the best romantic relationships start as friendships. But if that never happens, don't be disappointed. A strong friendship is never a reason to feel disheartened. If you really admire and care for this person, then you will find that a friendship with them will be worth maintaining, even in the long run. Regardless of your gender or sexual orientation, friendship is a reason to celebrate. So what does a healthy friendship look like? A healthy, positive friendship means... You respect each other's opinions, even when you you disagree. Agree to disagree. You build one another up and complement the best qualities in one another rather than tearing one another down. You're present both in the good times and the contrary, and a friend is there for you even if it is just to listen quietly. You make one another laugh and share a similar sense of humor and outlook on life. You can speak openly without feeling judged or embarrassed. You can make an effort to stay in touch with each other, even in spite of distance or busy lifestyles. You value each other's opinion and seek out one another for advice. You're open to being vulnerable and honest with one another. You love each other, and you would feel a gap if this person were not your loyal companion. Some people say, when you find a great friend, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I love that. That means that together you're each better people than you are when you're separate. A great friend adds value to your life, is loyal to you, and supports you in times of need. As you can see, there are many benefits to a platonic friendship. Regardless of whether or not you become romantic partners, you can have all of these benefits with someone, even if they're the opposite sex or of the gender that you're primarily attracted to. Improved communication skills. The dating process can put a lot of pressure on people. You may always be nervous about what will happen and when, if there will be another date, if you're coming on too strong, or if you're moving too slowly because you usually start dating someone who you don't know too well yet. Then there could be a lot of conflicting interests and miscommunication. But friendship can be a great way to get to know someone without all the added pressure of dating. 
because you know you're strictly friends. You might be willing to open up about things that you would not tell a potential sexual partner. You may be able to speak more openly and get to know one another's vulnerabilities. A huge part of love is accepting the messy parts of another person, not just their best version, the bitter and the sweet. And, and sometimes we're merely afraid to show our true selves, to show those vulnerabilities, that authenticity in a new relationship. But with our friends, it's easy to be more silly, vulner vulnerable, goofy, and even weak sometimes. In that way, friends get to fall in love with the real you. If you can teach you about the opposite sex, people are different, but many groups may share similar ways of thinking, and having a friend in that group can give you some insight as to how they behave and what you can expect. Of course, this primarily applies to heterosexual couples because to be in a homosexual relationship, the opposite sex doesn't need to be involved. Often in heterosexual relationships, there may be differences in gender that we don't learn about growing up in health class. Having a platonic friend of the opposite gender may might help you gain respect for the opposite gender and humanize them. Often in the media, the opposite sex is represented as, as very different from us, very contrary, but having a platonic friend of the opposite sex will show you that those differences are not so, are not so significant at all. A friend of the opposite sex might also be able to offer insight that you wouldn't otherwise receive. For example, let's say you have a mutual friend who you think is attractive and you'd like to get to know them better. If you approach them and ask them about their feelings, it might be intimidating. But if you ask your platonic friend to talk to her or him or her and find out how they feel, they may be more open about their feelings. If someone has a healthy platonic friendship, it is difficult to justify feelings of sexism even more than if that person were your romantic partner. When you really get to know someone in a platonic way, you see the opposite sex as, a more, as more than just a sex object or potential romantic partners. You get to know them as people with complex and varied feelings, emotions, and desires. You'll always have to form and maintain relationships with the opposite sex, whether it's in the office, at school, in a more personal or professional capacity. For that reason, it's best to learn early, early on, how to foster a positive relationship with the opposite sex, even when sex is not involved. This will assist you in your professional life and in life in general. So another benefit is you can, you can mutually support one another. The greatest benefit of a strong friendship is consistent support from another person. It is more common to see romantic partners represented in the media and in our lives as our life's greatest source of support, but it does not need to be that way. You can live with a community of platonic friends and share the same benefits that a romantic relationship would give you. You can care for each other in times of illness or familial strife. You can help each other financially. If one of you loses a job or has a problem with debts, storms always come in life. That's for certain. So it's very healthy to have people that you can rely upon. But even when there's no room, no storm, a friend is there to celebrate with you as well. On the days you have an important game, performance, exam, or something of that nature, your friend will be in the first row to cheer you on, even if they have a crazy schedule. 
Having a healthy platonic friendship could be very beneficial for your mental health because you have someone you feel comfortable talking to about many aspects of your life. If your emotional and supportive needs aren't being met in a friendship, you should consider it even if it's a toxic friendship. Is your friend only there when things are good or when they need you or are they there for them for you regardless? Another benefit is to help you identify bad relationship habits. When we're caught in a bad relationship, sometimes, sometimes, we're the last to know. It's easy to be manipulated in an unhealthy union, but your friends always notice from the outside, now don't they? Especially if it's one of your first relationships. Maybe you've convinced yourself or someone has convinced you that every member of the opposite sex is a certain way. For example, if you've always had a jealous girlfriend, maybe you've concluded that women are jealous. But if you have a close female platonic friend, she can explain to you that not all women will follow those habits and maybe even go so far as to say that the amount of jealousy in your relationship is unhealthy. A friend is also sometimes more open with you than a lover, especially if you're in a new relationship. A friend will be quicker to call you, to call you, to call you out on your behavior that's annoying or strange, obscure. If you notice that your relationships keep failing, you can ask an honest, close friend for their opinion on why they think it happens. And don't be offended by their response. A true friend is there to help you improve and offer insight that you might otherwise miss. Wing people. Let's say you're a woman at a bar with your closest male friend. From a distance, you see a man whom you find attractive. You don't know if he's funny, strange, or single. Really, you don't know anything about him. But if you go up to him alone, you face the chance of being rejected or worse. He could turn out to be a, a total, total creep. Not to mention, if you approach him, the pressure is immediately on. And both of you will probably put on your false personalities who try to impress one another, those facades. You ask your best friend to talk to him first. He goes up to the guy, starts a casual conversation with him. He learns about this person in the context of friendship without the pressure that immediately mounts as soon as you approach someone of the opposite sex in a bar. Your best friend comes back to you and reports that the guy is happily married. He is just out for a relaxing night with friends. Your guy friend just saved you an embarrassing experience of getting rejected by a stranger at the bar and open up your time to meet people who might actually be interested. What's more is that even if you aren't interested in being with your platonic friend romantically, they can introduce you to their friends. They can vouch for your character and tell their friends how wonderful you are. Your platonic friend can get the phone numbers and contact information of men or women who you're interested in, then pass that information along to you. Your platonic friend could invite all of his or her friends to hang out with all of your friends and organize a low-pressure event where strangers can get to know each other. Sometimes approaching someone within the context of dating can be stressful. No one wants to be rejected and no one wants to have to reject someone, but having a close friend of the opposite sex opens up a lot of possibilities and can make dating a lot easier for everyone involved. Trust between different genders. The truth is, 
when sex gets involved in a relationship, things can get become very complicated. Maybe all your role models of the opposite sex have been estranged, or the relationship has otherwise become complex. If you keep a relationship strictly platonic, then you can get to know someone of the opposite sex who is consistent. Without more stressful feelings involved, you can build a solid friendship with someone who you can depend on, and you do not need to worry about a, break, a breakup suddenly getting in the way, like you might need to worry about with a relationship. In general, there's just less pressure which allows the friendship to be more consistent over time. You don't need to worry about fights with in-laws. You don't need to worry about uh, or long distance or raising children in the same way that you would in a long-term relationship. Without these added complications, your friendship can show you what it really is to depend on someone of the opposite gender. You can rely on your platonic friend to be there for you through the good times and the bad. Learn boundaries. Friendship is all about respect. That means that if your friend wants to keep things platonic, you respect their wishes even if you do not feel the same way. When that person draws a line or asks you to take a step back, you will do so. You'll honor their wishes, even when it hurts. You don't want to pressure someone or ruin a great friendship. Your respect for the other person must always be paramount. Having a platonic friend comes with all sorts of implicit boundaries. Being platonic with someone means you don't cuddle in bed together or kiss on the lips or otherwise act like boyfriend and girlfriend, especially if you've been drinking together or if you both feel curious and alone. There'll be times when it's tempting to cross those boundaries, but you can only move forward if you have consistent, cons- I'm sorry, consent, and a deep and a deep, genuine—I can't talk today—genuine respect for one another. So the key to any major move in your platonic friendship is communication. If you think things are moving towards friends with benefits or toward a relationship, it's imperative that you ask the right questions and listen with patience and openness before making any drastic moves. Ask your friend about his or her boundaries. Make sure that they're comfortable. Find out what this will mean for your friendship. Disadvantages. There are many great things about platonic friendships, but there can be disadvantages too. One is that you can catch feelings. You're human and so is your friend. It is normal to sometimes experience a sexual attraction to your friend even if it's only due to the quantity of time you spend together. If you begin to notice feelings emerging for the other person, begin to ask yourself where those feelings are emanating from and what to do next. Sometimes romantic feelings grow slowly over time as both people get to know each other better. This is perfectly healthy. This might happen because the more you get to know this person, the more you like them. Or it might happen simply because you you spend all your time together. Or maybe... Romantic feelings are not that strong at all, but you work so well that you decide to try something more. Romantic feelings can be scary, and it's important that you always respect the desires of the opposing person and respect your own wants as well. For instance, you should never feel pressured into a romantic relationship with someone who you genuinely only view as a friend. You should always Give people respect, but you do not owe sexual attraction to anyone. Romantic feelings can grow because one or more people in the friendship never really wanted it to be platonic. 
Platonic friendships can lead to romantic ones, but it doesn't happen all the time. Pop culture might lead us to believe that it happens more often than it does in reality. Love songs and rom-coms are not always based on real life. You should be sure that you don't set out to find a platonic friendship if you actually want a relationship with that person. If one person is expecting a friendship and the other is hoping for something more, then it is a recipe for, for someone getting becoming hurt. Everyone thinks you're dating. That's another, that's another pitfall. Due to societal norms and other societal influences, people may constantly believe that you're dating or you're interested or, oh, I don't believe you. You know, you, you couldn't possibly just view him or her as a friend. False. However, however, this mindset also might happen if you're crossing boundaries, that you might not cross in other friendships. Perhaps you flirt more with this person, even if you're not sexually attracted to them. Female friendships and male friendships can be very different from opposite sex friendships. And so others might question your feelings and wonder if you're in a romantic relationship. It's important to establish boundaries for your platonic relationship and to be mindful of how you would behave in other friendships and stick to those boundaries. So jealousy may occur. That's pretty commonsensical. If the two of you have partners, you may be faced with jealousy by your partners. For many, it's hard to believe that two heterosexual people of the opposite sex can be just friends, but it can happen. Even if you try to convince the partner that nothing is wrong, they may not believe you and still be skeptical. This jealousy may occur from your partners or your friends' partners because for them, it may be hard to believe that you're really only platonic friends. Very relevant. I had this conversation earlier. If your partner asks you to step away from your platonic friend, then you need to have a serious conversation with your partner about his or her jealousies and insecurities. If your partner really has nothing to worry about, then explain to them and don't let your partner's insecurities ruin a long-standing friendship. If your partner really loves and cares about you, then they will respect your friendships and trust, trust you when you say that the relationship is platonic and nothing more. You may also feel jealousy toward your platonic friend when he or she divulges about other potential sexual partners. This might be a sign that the friendship is not as platonic as you previously thought. And you might have feelings for this person. In summary, platonic friendships offer all the benefits of a normal friendship and even more if they imply that you have become close with a member of the opposite sex or someone else who you might not normally get to know outside of the context of sex. A platonic friend can be your wingman, your confidant, your support system, and your greatest critic all wrapped into one person you love. It's important to maintain boundaries that we've spoken of with your platonic friend, especially if you're in a monogamous relationship with someone else. And if your platonic friendship begins to move into a romantic relationship domain, then that is okay, so long as you have respect, communication, and enthusiastic intent, content from both people involved. So don't stress too much about running your, ruining your friendship with this person. Because even if you find out that the relationship didn't succeed or didn't thrive between you, you can go back to being friends if that's what you both want. Just be sure to always respect the other person's boundaries and respect your boundaries 
as well so that you never feel pressured into doing something that you don't desire. Seek help. If you're struggling to understand the relationships in your life and what to do about them, try speaking to a counselor who can offer some unbiased insight. And there you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope that you you have extracted um, some substance, you know, from this, from these findings. Um, prior to closing out, I'd like to get in edgewise. Um, these are I noted some levels of friendship, um, different levels. You know, it notes that um, one, I wanted to get in edgewise that as we meet people, we get to know them. We pass through, they pass through several levels of friendship. The levels are as follows. The first is a stranger, the second is an acquaintance, a third a casual friend, the fourth a close friend, and five is an intimate friend. Before we meet someone, they're a stranger. We don't know them. They're at the lowest level. Very quickly, people become acquaintances, and many people remain acquaintances, especially in professional relationships. If we spend time with these people, get to know them, then they will evolve into casual friends. And then they can become close friends or intimate friends. Understanding the definition of a platonic friendship, we've already defined it, relating to or characteristic of the ancient Greek philosopher Plato. Uh, is a platonic friendship possible? We've already established that it is, yes. Can platonic friends fall in love? They can, and vice versa. We can fall out of love. <laughs> What is a platonic love relationship? A relationship with strong feelings of gratitude and fondness for one another. Is kissing platonic? Usually not. Okay. What is platonic flirting? Flirting. Platonic flirting is flirting with a platonic friend with no intention of romance and no desire for sex or intimacy. You might find yourself giving your platonic friend compliments, touching their arm or giggling with them which is completely normal and harmless, as long as both parties are comfortable. You should be aware of your friend's body language and pay attention to any cues that they want you to stop or discontinue. Can platonic friends cuddle? Uh, it is not. This is depend well, it depends on what you mean by cuddling. A quick hug, putting your arms around someone shows that you care. That can be platonic, um, but taking it a step further, um, cuddling in bed, cuddling while you're sitting next to each other, it's typically not platonic. So again, I hope that you've extracted um, even the fish and, and, and uh, purged the bones, for lack of a better phrase, in this episode. There's a great deal of information to be shared and to be had. I'd like to thank and applaud all of you magnified listeners spanning the globe. Remember, this episode and radio movement does rest upon your very broad shoulders. And I'd like to applaud my unwavering behind-the-scenes team Bradley. That's right, Jeffrey Bradley and family, Akisha, Akili, and Ayana Bradley. Couldn't have this episode, I couldn't have this platform without all of you collectively. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez Scales. Mm-hmm.
സാലിമ